Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Why, hello, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. It's your main bitch, Kim, and happy 2023. Yes, it's the beginning of a new year. And yins, guys, I hope you spent your New Year's Eve, if you will, with Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper on CNN. That was such an interesting hang, let's say. I love the fact that Kevin Hart came on there and basically said to CNN, what the hell is wrong with you? Let these guys drink. Let them get drunk and have a good time. Forget the pickle juice. Forget the apple cider vinegar. What else did they have? Uh, Forget the buttermilk. They had one other thing I just can't remember, but he just went on there and said, this is bullshit, which we all know that it was. Obviously, they didn't like it last year because Andy had a rant about New York City's, was it the mayor, I think? He was just not happy with him. I think it was Mayor de Blasio. Yes, it was. So he just had an opinion. So there's that. CNN, get your head out of your ass and let him speak his mind. Of course, Anderson Cooper didn't say anything because he knew he'd get in trouble, but he just laughed at it. I thought it was great. But I hope you guys had a great New Year's and I hope The beginning of the year has started off really great. I have to say, I'm so happy that 2022 is over. I swear to you, all of December, I was sick. It's crazy. I remember I got on here the beginning of December, I had COVID. So that lasted like, what, almost two weeks. And then after that, I had like this sinusy. I have a sore throat. Nose is super stuffy. I have a headache, all that kind of thing. I think it was just a natural cold. And then I got over that. And then at the end of December, yes, I had like this stomach thing. So that was not fun because I spent a good amount of time in the bathroom, if you know what I mean, not from the end, but from the front. Okay. So that was not fun. And thankfully, I feel better, even though last night was kind of funky. But I'm feeling better. So, but the other thing that I would like to say, let me just say it. It's a quote from Miss Candace Dillard Bassett. I do not acknowledge Sesame Street characters. They are make-believe. They belong at Sesame Street. Next. Oh, let me say, I thought this past week's Real Housewives of Potomac was wonderful. Why? Because at the end, they're delivering Candace, shooting out that Sesame Street shit. Everyone was talking about it the day after, actually hours or whatever, during, actually during the show, but also after the show. I know that didn't make sense, but there were memes out there. People were just talking about it. Sesame Street, one, ah, ah, ah. We all know everyone grew up with Sesame Street, right? I think so. Let's just go back. I know Garcelle did because she specified in one of the episodes that's how she learned English. So there's that. Sesame Street is a beloved show. And maybe Candace just wanted to highlight that. Oh, my God. So without further ado, we're going to talk about the episode that Yin's guys saw and or missed. Let me give you a refresher. Now... 
We saw the week before, though, uh, Robin and Giselle doing their little podcast show. It was like their first one. So they're trying to work out the kinks, right? And I think, obviously, they've done more than one. But that was a little hard to watch for me, only because, I mean, they had an idea of what they were doing, but, like, execution was a little funky. And, obviously, Karen was there taking notes on what she was not going to do in her show, which we'll totally get into that because this was this past week's episode, and I'm so freaking confused. Yes, I said freaking not fucking. (sighs) But uh, it was okay. I feel like nowadays... With the podcast shows, and quite frankly, I would do a podcast show. Now, I don't know. I just feel like nowadays, it's almost like you don't need any talent to put on a show for people to show up. And I'm not saying that Robin and Giselle aren't talented, but like, I don't know. Are they? I I really don't mean to be a bitch, but it may sound like I'm being a bitch. But like, what is their talent? Like, at least Candace, when she puts on a show, she's singing. She has a talent of song. Luann doesn't, but she thinks that she does. And at least she actually gives 110% in her mind on potentially singing. Karen Huger also, what the fuck is her talent? Being Karen Huger, that's not a talent. That's just your reality. You're living in it and just call it a day, okay? You're confident in your skin. I love that. That's great. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a talent. It's just self-love and you're giving yourself gratitude. That's great. We all should do that. But it's kind of, it's making me a little sad with where the world is going with entertainment, okay? What happened to the Adele's, even the Taylor Swift's? And I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan because I don't think she's as talented as people think that she is live. I've never seen her live. She may put on a good show, but her singing skills are lacking to me. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I went to school for music for many, many years. I feel like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Singing, especially. Now, I'm going to stop giving myself self-love. Actually, no, I'm not, because I definitely know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. Now, let us get back to Potomac, shall we? I also think it's very interesting in this episode that the girls are so up Mia and Jacqueline's ass about what they do within their own time, with whenever they see each other, whichever. Why are they so concerned? Why can't you just mind your business and uh, be concerned about what's going on in Candace's life? No, I'm just kidding. But I just don't understand, okay? They showered together in Miami. Who the fuck cares? I don't care. They just did what they did. Let them live their life. As I've said before, Candace is making the season for me in Potomac. If she was not on the show, I don't think there would be much of a show. I think the ratings would go down. I don't think there's much of a storyline, realistically. And honestly, I think they're kind of stretching for the storyline with Chris. The production team is showing a great job of Chris clearly not doing any of these things that these women are saying that he's doing. So if Candace wasn't in the show, where would the show be? Okay, the Mia Jacqueline thing, that's okay, a quick storyline. You have Sharice and Karen. That hasn't really played out yet. We'll see that next week. But other than that, you know, Robin, we don't know. She's getting married. She's not giving us a date. You know, there's that. 
Giselle's girls had a 16th birthday party. That was nice. Ashley's going through this divorce. I mean, there's more storyline going on with Ashley outside of the show than inside the show. And apparently, I don't know, did Luke and her break up? Let's just say they were never really together. They were going out a couple times. Let's can we can we calm down, Yins guys? <sighs> it's crazy on how this all works. Now, we start off in this episode, the Grand Dame and Friends. Obviously, Karen took notes from Luann with the Countess and Friends, yes. But again, Karen is trying to have a talent by hosting a show. She is no MC if I've ever seen one, only spending 29 minutes of her own show during the duration of a 75-minute show. Karen, you need to learn from people that do four-hour gigs. You need to be a little prepared. You need to have more of yourself on the show, especially if you're the headliner. (sighs) Now, I thought it was amazing whenever Karen went to the comedy club, because that's where she had it. They were talking about the specifics because the show was about love, but was it really? I didn't even see any of that on the show. But great shade coming from her own husband. Whenever she was saying, oh, yes, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my thing. And he's like, yeah, you're going to go do your thing, whatever that is. LOL. Thank you, Ray, because we're all thinking it. And the fact that you said it as her husband is good as gold, as Sheena Shea would sing to all of us. I mean, the stars are blind, Paris Hilton. And was that the song? But seriously, Karen is the star that is blind with her talent. But I love the fact that Ray shaded her, not only in front of her face, but in front of the people that are actually allowing her to put on this show. It was great. Then you see Ashley. She's hanging out with her pretty young things is what she calls it. Yes, PYT, Michael Jackson, RIP. Now, Giselle meets up with them. She wants to get the tea of everything. I don't think she wants the tea. She wants to spread the shit, okay? She's talking about how Deborah and whole the whole freaking Chris thing, and then Deborah's talking about it like, oh, well, Chris said that there's so many Chris, da, 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 da. he looked at me, he did the thing. You're reaching. You are reaching, Deborah. I can't understand. There's a minimal amount of time specified on Michael and Ashley's divorce, but I also found it interesting when Ashley was talking about, oh, well, you know, I just want to give Candace a heads up. You know, I went through it, you know, with a husband cheating. I don't want that to happen to her. She basically admitted that Michael cheated on air, not allegations of cheating. She basically said that Michael cheated on her and she doesn't want Chris to cheat on Candace. I thought that was interesting. It was a quick thing. If Yin's guys didn't catch it, go back to it and you'll hear it rather quickly because it goes fast, which is what I just said. I did appreciate also, as far as we were getting the clarity of uh, Chris and his supposed flirting with all of Ashley's friends, which clearly the production said not flirting, not looking at these women. We also talk about Eddie. What the hell? Eddie's coming out of left field. Leave Eddie alone. I love Eddie and Wendy's relationship. I really do. I think it's the healthiest relationship out of all of the women in that show, potentially out of all of Bravo, almost. It's very interesting that they're going after Eddie. Apparently, happy Eddie, if you smile at anyone, you're flirting. And you know what? 
right now, present day, I feel my heart is telling me that Eddie is smiling at me. Oh, my God. He's totally interested. Yes, Eddie. Call me, honey. Yes, you are flirting with me in my mind. That was a huge reach as well. I can't, I don't know how these people are coming up with these crazy ass stories. But then if Yin's guys are on to Twitter, I am not, but I saw it as a post on Instagram. Chris goes on Twitter and he is thanking Real Housewives of Potomac production team saying, yes, thank you for putting the captions of me not looking at these women, not flirting with these women because these women are attacking me in my marriage and just me as a person. This is fucked up. What are you doing? I appreciate it too. The production team has a way of, uh, you know, fucking up with the housewives with what they say, which is completely untrue. And then they go back and it's like 30 seconds ago, not saying this shit. I love it. I think it's great. Chris also appreciated it. So there's that. It was wonderful. I also would like to give an honorary mention to Wendy as when she was discussing the whole Happy Eddie, people are saying when you smile at someone, you're flirting. She looked wonderful. She looked amazing in that color. It's like a hot pink type of thing. It was like an athleisure sweater type of suit. Her hair was pulled back in a slick bun. Her earrings were on point. She looked absolutely beautiful. And I just wanted to make a note of that because I've never seen her look better. She looked great. So Wendy, you don't have to wear like the super revealing clothing like you do sometimes, even though I know that you're proud of the new butt that you have, the new boobies that you got. But girlfriend, you look so good in that pink athleisure jumpsuit, not jumpsuit, but you know, all that shit that she was wearing. She looked so good. Simple. Simplicity is elegance to me. And Wendy, you pulled it off for me. I loved it. You look so great. We are also finding out in this episode that Karen is running her mouth. The word on the street from Karen is that Mia has been going up Jacqueline's coochie, trying to see everything up there, the cervix and all this shit. But guess what? We see and we hear from Mia that she didn't know if she wanted to be a gynecologist. Now, is that fully true? I don't know. But she said that in the episode. And let's just say... You're innocent until proven guilty like Jen Shaw sentenced on fucking tomorrow. Tomorrow. Holy shit. <sighs> Wish there's quick news about that too, but we'll get to it. Now, again, is that true? I don't know. But, you know, she was up her coochie. Who cares? Who cares? Let her live her life. But apparently Karen and Giselle can't get out of it. They want to get up in there too. They want to know the business. So they keep on talking about it. They just can't leave it alone. Giselle's stirring the pot when it comes to the coochie of Jacqueline, but she's also stirring the pot when she finds out that Karen says that Mia had sex with Peter Thomas's girlfriend and Gordon. It was a threesome, blah, blah, blah. But then we find out, no, it wasn't. It was a foreplay, fondle, whatever, on their wedding night. Just let them be who they are, you know, to each their own. And that was that. Is that why Peter Thomas came on the show? Maybe, maybe they are really looking for storylines here because, as I said, if Candace wasn't on the show, ratings would go down. And we all know Candace is not my number one, but she leads the show. She's a strong character and uh, she comes up with some good ass shit that she says. I also find it funny that Karen is also up her own ass about 
having a following that she calls La Doms. The way that Taylor Swift has her Swifties in the way that Beyonce has the beehive. I think, is that what it is in beehive? I have no idea. But Karen, La Doms, you do not have La Doms. You have people that watch the show that think you are a hoot because of the ridiculous things that come out of your mouth. And granted, I'm one of them, but I am not gonna be a part of your La Dom army. Let's just be real. Sometimes I think Bravo has been so heightened with these housewife shows and they've done really, really well. And it's a trend. Now, will it be for 10 years from now? I don't know. I hope so because I can still talk about shit. But if not, I can understand it's a trend right now. But with some of these housewives thinking that they're really like Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep winning a fucking Oscar... It's kind of funny to me. Craig Conover is like that. You know, he is first generation successful. I'm sure that was an embarrassment. And I'm sure his parents felt like shit whenever they heard that. But it's just ego is such a thing. And I feel like their egos are getting larger and larger. And as I appreciate watching it, I appreciate shit talking on it more because it's hilarious to me. But again, I do love these shows. I do love these women. I do love these characters. I don't wish any bad things on them. I wish nothing but success. I just have stuff to say about it. (laughs) That's all. Now, we also find out that Mia knows the real reason on why Karen hates Sharice. And we're going to find that out next week when they're going on a trip to Mexico, I think it was. And uh, that'll be interesting. So at Karen's event... When Robin arrives, Robin is a shitster, and then she starts talking to Candace, saying, Hey, did you know, Deborah, this is the one that's talking about your husband being all flirtatious with her? And Candace is being the bigger person. She's turning the other cheek, and she's like, No Sesame Street character. I don't want to do the ABCs with you. I don't want to read a book with you. I don't want to learn my one, two, threes. Leave me alone. Go back, hang out with Big Bird, hang out with fucking uh, you know, Grover, hang out with uh, who was the trash can guy? I have no idea. But hang out with them. Hang out with Snuffleupagus. We're not having it. Goodbye, Satan. Goodbye, neck. Goodbye, ankles. <sighs> yeah. But apparently, Deborah wants to approach, and Ashley also wants to stir the pot and say, Candace, all of my friends were getting flirtatious vibes from Chris. No, they weren't. (laughs) Leave it alone. It is going on for far too long. The way that people think that the storyline with Heather's black eye is going on far too long. Now that I find interesting. But I also understand certain people's stances on it. And uh, let me know, why does Karen have a security guard? Is she that? Why? Okay, she's no Queen Elizabeth, RIP to her too. But why does she have a security guard? I'm not understanding. Andy Cohen needs a security guard more than Karen Huger needs a security guard. That's crazy. But we all know that Karen apparently is the Muhammad Ali of all shows. I don't know. Karen, Kern, you got to take it up with Luann because Luann's been doing this a lot longer than you have. Maybe you should ask her. That's all I'm saying. At the show, though, I loved how Mia put Karen in her place at her own show. She put her down and says, 
What if you have a friend who runs her mouth after something that you told her in private? Karen does not like it because we see it on her confessional and says, shut up, Mia, just sit down. That was hilarious. Bravo, Mia. I appreciated it. You put her in her place at her own show. That means you're the star to me. That was great. Now, as I said, it was a 75-minute show. Karen was a part of it for 29 minutes. That's not even a full, that's not even a full episode that you see on television. That's not even a full episode of Housewives. She can't even be on a 45-minute time slot for herself. It's unbelievable. But again, there's so many people doing shows that have no talent that people are paying for. But you know what? If you're enjoying them, you go do your thing. I will stop being a bitch and complaining about it because it sounds like I am. 2023 is a new me. I am giving myself more self-love. I need to do more of what Karen is doing. I am the Muhammad Ali of podcasts. Whether people know it or not, I am. So yes, self-love, hashtag me. Hashtag me. We see Ashley introduce Deborah to Candace. Candace wants nothing to do with any of it. Now, what I will do is I will read the quote of the week, obviously, the quote of the episode, maybe the quote of January from Candace about Deborah and her Sesame Street character physique. I have no idea what she refers to. Is it her physique? Is it her face? Is it her hair? No one knows. But you can have different ideas. You do you. But this is what she says. Why on God's green earth would you bring this random Sesame Street character up to the place where I'm going to be? Go count some letters and some numbers. Go do your ABCs. Go read a book to a child. That was good. ABC, one, two, three. Yes, yes, yes. Jackson 5. Divine. Now... If we talk real quick about Salt Lake City, people are sick and tired of Heather's black eye storyline. I'm not going to lie. It's keeping me on edge. I want to know. They're lengthening it. I don't think we'll find out on the season finale. I don't. I think they will address it during the reunion. And I know that I was told, apparently on two T's on a pod, who knows if Whitney is lying, okay? I feel like she's a person that would lie, even though she's like rediscovered herself. Good for you. Um, I'm not a huge Whitney fan. But who says that she is right as far as she had an allergic reaction to something and her eye kind of messed up? I don't know. But I want to know. People are getting really upset as far as the whole she's lengthening it and she's making domestic violence look bad. I totally understand where that is coming from. Yes, I agree with that. Now, the women are referring or at least thinking that she was hit. I mean, I'm thinking that too. But maybe she really wasn't. So we don't know. And people are getting sick of it because one, they're like, you're making domestic violence so much harder for people to actually come out and say who did whatever to them. I agree with that. And I think that's wrong. But maybe they're doing that because it actually wasn't any type of violence whatsoever. I don't know. But do I want to know? Fuck yeah, I want to know. I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened. So we will find out if we actually do. Jen Shaw's sentencing apparently is tomorrow, January 6th. Let me see if there's something that I can find 
about something about the government releasing blah, 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 blah. Uh, let me see. So TMZ says Jen Shaw's upcoming sentence might be stiffer thanks to a woman who informed the feds about a restraining order she once got against the reality star. And prosecutors want the judge to take it into account. Apparently, TMZ has obtained restraining order documents from back then, filed in Nevada. And apparently the details, an alleged tryst her husband was having with Jen. It erupted into a blowout when the woman sent screenshots of texts to Jen's own husband. This woman claims when Jen tried to confront her, she ignored her, which pissed off Jen to the point of her driving across state lines to try to see this woman to try to see this woman in person. She alleges that Jen showed up unannounced on her doorstep at 2:30 in the morning. We all know that good things don't happen after midnight, usually. So, but sometimes they do. This woman eventually called the cops, and in the end, the woman got her tro granted. I don't know what that means. Unclear what came after that. It seems that prosecutors want a judge to hear about it anyway before deciding how many years that she will get in jail for her fraud case. So we'll have to keep updated on that. Uh, Southern Hospitality, I liked it at first. I'm getting a little bored with it. Grace Lily is annoying me as usual. I am just not interested in the characters anymore. It's just they're trying too hard. At least with Candy and the gang, they were actually real in my opinion. Southern Hospitality is trying over the top like Jersey Shore, but even Jersey Shore was a lot more convincing than this show. I don't think it's going to last long. It's going to be like real girlfriends of Paris. I don't think that's coming back. If it is, then I'm an idiot. But I don't think it will last long. It might have a few more seasons, but it's not that interesting. Bravo, shape up and come to Pittsburgh and or Chicago. Basically, come where I am because I feel like I could be on a reality show and I would kick its ass. (laughs) See, self-love, Yins, guys. Now, in the meantime, I hope Yins, guys, have an amazing weekend. Thank you for listening to the show. Follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And make sure to follow us at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-B. Yins, guys, have an amazing day, and I will catch you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.